covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcome in one and all, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Inside the Walls podcast, our very next edition of Turf Talk, as we bring in our spe- special guest. I mean, it's not even really a special guest. He, he's a regular on this show at this he's point. He's third co-host. He, he's it. got his own usual. I mean, he, he comes in. We we know what we're getting, and we're glad to have him back on. We I don't think we expect him to have on have him on in this capacity. It's Mason Espinoza of the of the Columbus Lions joining us once again. Uh, which hey, Mason, good to have you on as always. Uh, glad to see you back in the ring once more, finding time to balance the two lives. Now, now, uh, Coach Espinoza on the side. How, how's it going for you lately, man? First of all, I appreciate you guys having me as always. It's fun. I feel like this is my this is my second home. I should get like a little something on the logo at this point. Uh, with how many times I've been on, no. uh, maybe, maybe it's put the maybe put the backwards baseball cap on the lion for a game. Love it, love it. I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> we'll get Josh on that. We'll ask around. <laughs> I'm all in. Uh, no, it's it's awesome. What a blessing. Uh, obviously, I'm having a blast up here in just West Indianapolis, Greencastle, technically the town, up in DePaul. Uh, man, we're working hard. We're getting ready for the season. Our kids report here soon, uh, and. You know what, man? Arena football uh, never leaves your veins. So figure we'd uh, strap it up for for one last go round. Yeah, I guess not. And you know, you brought up you actually brought up a point to us uh, here that I I didn't even realize. And, and quite frank, I'm gonna be honest. I I I, I know DePaul down the road. I know of, I know of course the Monon Bell t- game between Wabash. It's very much talked about talked about in historical college football game in Indiana. Um, Brett Dietz though, I didn't realize the arena connection as well there until you brought it up. And then of course I went back and folks that probably were AFL days that watched the show go, Oh yeah, I know Brett Dietz. So t- tell us, tell us about, uh, tell us about coach Dietz here. Uh, understand you guys kind of connected over the, uh, arena aspect right out of the bat. Absolutely. Coach Dietz for anybody that doesn't know is an absolute dog. He was, uh, I-, I was actually watching one of his old games in the office on YouTube the other day. He was he was the AFL rookie of the year uh, in the mid 2000s had a you know had a career in the AFL until the bankruptcy cut it short. Uh, he was like they they gave the stat on the broadcast. He was like the fastest quarterback ever to 200 touchdowns or something crazy. My man was was an absolute dog. So we connect over arena football. I've seen his highlight tape. He took me through play by play. We have we have a lot of fun talking about it. And that was actually our first ever conversation was about arena football even before we even, you know, talked about outdoor football, or even talked about coaching. It was about arena football. So that fraternity, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tight, it's close knit. And, you know, it doesn't really matter when you played, when you talk, you know, people that have played it for a while, love it. So actually now that I think about our offensive line coaches, actually an arena football guy as well, played for the, oh, I, tell. Played for the, played for the Tri-Cities Fever, using the CFL for a little bit. So we have three guys with arena connects on the staff, oddly enough. So arena football is everywhere. So how's recruiting? Um, that's how that going on. I know that's a new aspect of as you as a player. Now you're a coach. You got to do recruiting. How is it to go to these kids' houses or live stream or you Zoom? I don't know how college recruiting is on <laughs> your level compared to, you know, yeah. FSU and uh, Ohio State. How's yeah. recruiting? How's it's that all, aspect? It, it's awesome so far. I love it. It's, it's you know, obviously different than, you know, from the player role to, to being the coach role, but uh, you know, we're a high academic, we're a top 50, 
you know, institution in America. So uh, we're, we're very high academic. We compete for those kids. So it's been a lot of fun, you know, reaching out to, to those elite level student athletes, especially for us, right? That student hat definitely has to come first for us. You know, uh, not a lot of NFL prospects are coming from DePaul. There's no secret. But, uh, you know, we're looking for those future doctors, those future lawyers, those future surgeons, those politicians that, you know, want a, a top flight, top 50 college experience, but also want to win conference championships and win college football games at the same time. So it's been really fun reaching out to those kids, learning about those kids and showing them what we got at DePaul. I mean, we have a, you know, you guys haven't been on campus, but we're going to have to have you on sometime. We have an unbelievable product. The campus is absolutely beautiful. Uh, we were nationally ranked last year. We were in the Sweet 16 of the, of the NCAA playoffs. Oh, wow. uh, okay. It's it, it's a great product to sell. It's easy to be a recruiter, be a salesman when you got a great product. You know, we just we as long as we get kids on campus, you know, they 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 get to kind of see the magic. So it's it's been a lot of fun so far. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to definitely make a trip over. Like I said, Indianapolis. I mean, I talk on the show all the time how it's like I'm in the middle of nowhere for stuff for stuff with the NAL, but I'm talking this. And, you know, I'm definitely going to, it's not, it's in my backyard. So we'll, we'll make it. I'll meet up, you know, definitely want to talk to you. Coach, coach Dietz pass along to him. I want to, I want to take a chat with him, you know, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I definitely pick his brain about the AFL. Yeah, absolutely. He'd love it too. He loves talking about it. That's awesome. So yeah, glad to see that. And now I think a lot of people kind of assumed you were just, you were in the coaching scene, you had moved on now credit. I mean, I guess, this is the arena. This is NAL. Anyone's free to come back. I mean, you're, I mean, your own, your own, one of your own uh, colleagues on the Cobras came back out of retirement too. And you had to face <laughs> him last week for at least a half. So, you know, anything's possible. Um, but you, you were on the roster technically still. And that was something that was clarified. I know there are a few people asking, well, how is he here? And, you know, you hinted at us about returning, not pub. We couldn't say publicly at the time, but mm-hmm. you have, you've been on the roster all season, just in a different capacity, you know, at length inactive for most of it up until that two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, that was a, a, I guess a pleasant surprise from, from my end. Once we all confirmed this, that this was going down, uh, Coach, coach dropped the bomb that he's like, Hey, I never took you off the roster. I just made you an active every week. So, I'm so, like, you, so you're telling me you didn't even know. I, I like, it was one of those things where I'm, I felt like I didn't know, but I never, I guess I never really considered it. Cause you know, of course, like up until the basically report day of camp, I thought I was playing arena football. So you're, sure. you check the transactions every day and you do all that stuff. So I was still in that mode and I noticed that I never really saw my name, but I was like, okay, well, maybe just slip, you know, kind of slip by the goalie, slip by the commissioner, whatever. And it turns out that, of course, man, Jason Gibson, the king of the long game, he he, he sees in the future somehow always, and he, he was playing the long game there on all of us. So, so you're telling me that we knew something that you didn't know? It sounds wow. like it, man. You guys, got me. <laughs> you guys got me. <laughs> I guess because yeah, we interviewed Gibson a couple of weeks ago, midway through the season. He's like, he, and he told us to disclose off screens. Like, yeah, we just want to give you FYI. He's still active. He's not off the roster. Like, okay. Or, okay. This ain't going to happen. <laughs> so we just push it to the side and six weeks later, get the text message from you. We're like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> we had to ruin the sharks fun. We were driving. We're about to get going. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of back. Don't say anything. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then, and then, 
the next week we get uh, we get sources that tell us about Grady, Joe Hillis, Malachi Jones. And we're like, well, this ain't well, who's Jackson was signing. Come on, and then Jackson was just like, we're good. <laughs> yeah, but dang it. Well, they um, made their splash early with Arvell. I mean, Arvell's right. you know such yeah a good that was out of left field too because yeah. I. Th- I knew they were talking to a quarterback, but I didn't know they were talking to Arvell. The rumor was they were talking to Grady and a couple guys, even some of the upper ups saying they were in contact with you. And I was like, Casey ain't coming back. He's not. Uh, I wouldn't have known if he's talking to Jackson. We would have told me. Um, and then Arvell came. I'm like, Arvell, Arvell from Valor, Arvell. And I had to look it up a second. I'm like, heck yeah, let's go. And yeah. he's been, he honestly, he's been Mr. MVP this year so far. Um, he's just Zach always jinx him. He's gonna have one bad play and it's gonna cost him the game. And he's I'm done just that saying, twice. That's my analysis. He's done it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and of course, since when when you didn't start the season oh. and Grady went retired and oh. didn't come back, we were all like, people are asking us who's, who's the top two quarterbacks in the league. I'm like, well, it's Bain and Arvell Nelson. Yeah. And now as the season's progressed, Robert Kent has ro- 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 has yeah. just skyrocketed up the charts. Bain's uh, nursing an ankle, mm-hmm. and uh, lo and behold, you arrived back, and basically I think you're the missing piece in Columbus now because that Columbus team is – with that defense they have, they were just missing that one asset, and Mr. MVP decides to show up like, hey, I'm going to carry it towards him. He won four games and go home with a trophy. I'm like, hey, mother- mm. you know what? <laughs> if you do win that game, I'm going to tell you, Mason, if, you, if Columbus is hosting the game, and you win the game. You won't see that trophy. You're going to see some fat white guy running around with the trophy. <laughs> Can't you just hear the rivalry in his voice? Like, no, no, this is mine. I'll just run up the screen and I'll be like, then you're going to see some guy get escorted out of the facility. That would be me because I'll be having the trophy. You ain't touching it, mate. <laughs> if, if we win the trophy, I just want you to know that, you know, I'm not going to think about my family first. I'm going to think my girlfriend. I'm not going to think about anybody. I'm going to think about your face. Just, just with your hands in your head like this. That's all. That's all I want. That's all I want. Dang it, man! We left them wow. up the hook. All the spice in here. I'm. I'm oh, it's Columbus Jacksonville, oh. man. What do you expect? It's Columbus Jacksonville. <laughs> you can't expect any less. But ooh, hey, I just all know right. that. I, I just know that Jacksonville is undefeated against Mason Espinosa this season. <laughs> fair, fair point. Uh, I haven't played you. Technicality, point. it gets you every time. <laughs> Mason, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You you join your last two games have not have not been a walk in the park uh, by any stretch, and they've been completely different ways of getting a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure, Robert Kent as Robert Kent has his own accolades. So, really, I mean, that's a shootout as of a shootout you can get. Like that's that's arena ball at its core mm-hmm. was what we got two weeks ago, and that both teams hitting that seventy plus range mm-hmm. in the scoreboard. And then that's last week, I mean really having to squeak it out. I mean, how are you, how, how, how quickly the uptake has it been with this? I mean, looked like, looked like two weeks ago, a little bit, but you still got in there. Well, and then uh second half, I mean, something, how, how two weeks you get two crazy games. How, how do you analyze that? That's what I'm trying to get. At. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that first game, that San Antonio game was, I mean, it was how arena football is designed to be played. I think you, I think you hit it, you know, the nail right on the head there. That, that's the game that people, you know, that's that's the game that took, you know, to its heights in the early 2000s and took it to ESPN and CBS and all that stuff. You know, shootout, 79, 76, all this stuff. Team scores with three seconds left to win the game. Three lead changes in the last minute. Like, uh, you know, that is 
that's arena, that's arena football and yeah. uh, guys making plays all over the yard, defensive touchdowns on both ends. Like it was, it was a fun game to be a part of. It's one of the, the more fun games that I've even been a part of. It was my first, my first taste of Ironman. So that was, that was right. Right. Added, added piece to it for sure. Uh, you know, we knew San Antonio just watching the film. I knew that you kind of threw their record out the window. San Antonio is a really good football team. There's, there's no doubt about that. They've been hot, man. Kent, Kent's as good as they get. He's been doing it for a long time. He knows the spots. He plays really, really well. Uh, so it was fun to go out there and get that big win in front of the home fans like that. And then you go to Carolina and it feels like there's this buildup, you know, because well, Carolina signs, you know, Grady Hills, Malachi, mm-hmm. Mike Green, who's a good friend of mine, who's an absolute yeah. dog, Jabari Buckley, who's just in Columbus. You know, Gibson did his own thing, man, too. With like, you know, I, I was joking with him, like when he gets the band back together, he gets the band back together because he got Corey Crawford, he got Dion Small back, he got Damian Daniels back, he he got his core back too. So it really felt like two teams, you know, kind of kind of the the unstoppable force, the mu- the movable object we're, we're going to meet, and so I, I think that was that was fun that build up. Uh, I knew when we were up, God, we were there was a point where we were up twenty six. We were up 20 and then we scored out a half. We were up 26. Yep. That you knew it's it, it was not going to be a blowout. It never is. That Carolina's too good of a franchise. Carolina's too good of a team that that just doesn't have it's like the NBA. There's always going to be a team that pulls out and separates, and there's a team that catches up, and it's going to be come down to the last possession. Even happened in San Antonio. San Antonio was up by 10 points in the fourth quarter, and we were up by 10 points in the third quarter. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's just like the NBA in the way I see it. It's like somebody's gonna pull away. Somebody's going to come back. That's our communication to everyone on the sideline. I was like, guys, they're going to come back. There's going to be some kind of momentum swing, and we're going to need to score at the end to win the game. And, and that's that's what happened. And their special teams did it, man. They, I mean, they had two huge yeah. special teams plays that took possessions away from us. Uh, and, and that's how you win Ironman arena football games. You take possessions away from the other team. So credit to them for coming back, hanging in there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, crazy, crazy games to do but hey you know hung in there strong lions are now in a really good spot here um i mean all the teams are locked up but the seedings are all over the place at this moment i mean you know between between getting signings or getting players back you know on rosters Hmm. the league's kind of all over the spot right now um (laughs) you're going into orlando this week i mean obviously you can't take anything for granted but you know are you, I mean, you can't think too far ahead, right? Are you guys even doing that? Jason Gibson, one and oh mentality. I mean, where are you at going against the Predators, getting the home, your last home game potentially of the year? Yeah, that this is a massive game. It really is. Uh, for, for honestly, the reasons that, that you just said kind of there is that we don't want it to be the last home game of the year, you know, and the only thing that we can do to control that is to win, right? The Jacksonville Carolina thing, there's nothing we can do about that, right? Whoever wins that game wins that game. But the only thing we can do to help ourselves is go out and win a football game. That's our job. That's what we have to take care of. And that's our thought. That's our mentality. You know, we, we've seen in the league this year, there's so much parity. You know, the, the one through four seedings really isn't that big of a deal who you match up with. It's going to be a good game regardless. The big thing, obviously, is home field, at least in the first round. You want the home field uh, in the in the first round, definitely for sure. So especially this year with them having a bye week in between the you know, the playoff game of the championship game, that home field advantage, a little bit of the sting is taken out in the championship game because you're not 
kind of playing that back-to-back travel game where, I mean, we're going to be playing that first round of the playoffs fresh off of the last week of the season. Like travel becomes a big deal. Like you lose a day of practice in there. So it's, it's, it's vital. It's important. Nice. Speaking of this week's game, you actually have to be a Jacksonville Shark fan because the Jacksonville <laughs> wins and you guys win, you get the two seed. The Carolina wins and you guys win, you guys travel to Carolina. Um, but it's unique. That's one thing about the playoffs. I mean, Zach discusses on our last show. This could be the year that we could see a three seed and a four seed play with each other for a title. It's very possible. All the four teams are in are basically very even. It's not like last year when you and Albany just destroyed everybody and you separated and you guys went to the title game. Now we actually have good competition. Like for me, I'm excited because this could be a year that a four seed can win the whole thing. This could be the year that a, a three seed can win the whole thing. It's something that we haven't seen before. And also this could be the year that Columbus finally wins it all. I've been in the playoffs every single time, been three championship games. It could be the year. I'm tired of making highlight videos of you, your face being depressed after oh you fumbled gosh. the ball against the Sharks. I'm tired of watching them. I'm tired of watching them. <laughs> right. Um, but speaking, you 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 came in against San Antonio. It looked like it gave you a couple of drives before you finally got a hold of the the offense and got back to your form. But it looked like to me, as an observer, I'm not a player, you had difficulties with the football. Was that just a different texture of the football? Because there are some passes you throw. I'm like, well, that's a duck. That's another duck. What's wrong? What's wrong with Mason? Then the second half, you were bam, bam, bam. I'm like, okay, there's Mason. There. Yeah. Um, it was just. It was that just getting the rust out of you the first quarter, the first two quarters of San Antonio before you finally got your stuff together and basically the last couple of six six quarters you've actually been the old Mason from last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's no secret. I mean, I'll 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 kind of peek you behind the curtain here a little bit. Uh, I actually, we played that Friday night at seven and I was meeting teammates at four o'clock for the first time. Uh, I hadn't practiced with the team. I had never, I'd done any, I I literally flew in you guys. I I told a story earlier. My flight got delayed on that Thursday night. I didn't get in till about 1 a.m. to Columbus. Didn't get to sleep till about 2 a.m. Got up, you know, did my whole thing, got to the arena. And I was, uh, not, I mean, not only meeting teammates, I was meeting centers, guys I was taking the snaps from for the first time at four o'clock, taking my first snaps with them. So, yeah, there's a hundred percent a little bit of that, that growth. You had to kind of fit an entire training camp into, into two quarters there to try to, you know, because I've played with all of the receivers on our roster, but some of them I haven't played with in a long time. Like Darian Townsend is, is the guy for us right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I played with him for camp last year and that was pretty much it. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of learning, a lot of getting to know guys, a lot of, you know, figuring out tendencies. And then also for me, I haven't, I haven't taken a snap of live football since, uh, or of any football in general since August at the championship game against Albany. So, you know, as a quarterback, everything travels really fast for you and, that's just part of it until it all slows down. And, you know, so that, that first half was very much me trying to lean on, you know, not veteranship, but games, like trying to draw f- off sides to get free plays, right? Trying, you know, trying to, you know, use not gadgety plays, but stuff I think that's going to bust their coverage so I can get a free, you know, someone running wide open, oh, yeah. using the fullback in the flat, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, I'm not 100% right now because I haven't played a game in nine months. 
we need to figure out the, how I can how we can hang in this game until until it clicks. And then that's what kind of that first drive out of the second half, we ran a kind of a sale wheel to Darian and, and he uh he caught a back shoulder out on the front pylon. And that was the first time it, the ball like felt good out of my hand. I'm like, okay, like it's it's gonna be okay. Like we're gonna be fine. The new ball was tricky, by the way. That's 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 an underrated aspect in this league right now. That new ball is extremely tricky. It's if you put it side by side with the Tam ones, it's much bigger because they've double bladdered the ball. Well, the ball now we did hear about bigger. that. We did hear about yeah. that. I didn't realize this for the passing. I know the kicking has been at this point, folks. I mean, you know the, the kicking. Yeah, that's not even yeah. going to be a secret anymore. So yeah. the throwing that one, that's the first time I've actually heard someone it's say that. You it's not, it's not that it that it affects you negatively, it's just different. So once you get used to it, it's okay. But like you said, there are a lot of ducks in the first half. I'm like, that didn't quite come off right. That was something was weird about that. Uh and the same thing with the snap. It just you know, until you get used to, to to throwing it, it's a little bit different. But uh we finally we we got the we got the kinks ironed out right in time, didn't we? <laughs> sure enough, you did. Yeah, I mean, good good timing to have that, like I said, two and zero stretch here. So, you know, puts you in a good position, and you get more comfortable with your receiving crew to get yep. that to get those connections down as quick as possible, or at least better off. And you're right, Darian Townsend. I mean, we had him on this show. You know, dude has been. You know, no matter who's behind center this year, uh, guy's been a dog. Uh, yeah. One of the one of the best at the at not only just his receiving, but he's been one of the better Ironman players throughout the league just so far this season. Yeah, all three aspects. Homeboy was sure enough trying to like expose that Lions logo the whole episode. He was trying to say, "Hey, here Lions logo, here I am." He was. I was gonna say his promo. It was on point. <laughs> yeah, he was. I was like, he had. He either had to go through a speech with Gibson or Blair, telling him this is what you guys said before you go on the show to broadcast and promote the Lions. So yeah, he, he was a good interview. Uh, who else we had on this year with Clumps? Was it uh, just so far? Gibson, I mean, Gibson, Gibson we've had Townsend. Townsend. Yeah. Mason here. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll, I mean, we're, there's a few others I want to talk to at some point, you know, sure. it's funny. We can only, it's funny. We're doing this interview. We only do so many during the season. So like, yeah, you know, obviously off season ones, I mean, we talked to Lonnie all over the year started, you know, like yeah. getting to chat with him up. So, you know, it's just how it goes, but yeah, I mean, you get to settle in. Um, mm-hmm. You get at least going in this week. You're in a comfortable position for yourselves here. Uh, I want to revisit. I'm going to let Jim have a little fun with this. Uh, because again, we, we talked before the show, you, you know, you, you, uh, you are becoming also an actor in your spare time, it appears. <laughs> so I'm going to let, here's what I'm going to let you do, Jim. I want you to, I want you to pull out your best Hollywood critic. Think mm-hmm. of your best Roger Ebert and just tell me how Mason did when it goes into slamming into the dashboard. Was he, was all right, he, all right. Boy, it sure was, uh, um, <laughs> it was a good so, one. <laughs> so, so this quarterback takes a snap. Gets flushed out of the pocket, gets a little nudge, you know, starts backpedaling, sees the wall, ducks his shoulder, and then flops into the wall, <laughs> then hits the ground, looks up, and throws his hand up. like, what, Rep, did you see that? And the ref's looking at you and going, get up on the ground. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be the first one to do it. I saw that, saw the replay. The guys on the announcing crew even said it over in Carolina. They're good guys. They're very non-biased. They actually cover a game pretty legit. And they're like, the Oscar goes too. And the, I forget who the other guy goes, oh, definitely Mason Espinosa in this game. And they show that highlight again. Um, then, of course, your brother just 
starts spamming Twitter, tagging oh, us, tagging you. He's like, give 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 us a rating of this. So I was like, uh, I give it a nine for the uh, <laughs> style, but execution about a four. Um, that's like I know Mason. I know you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but you're not Tom Tom Brady, okay? Tom Brady, you you touch his hair, he falls down. There's a flag that's going from another stadium or another. So I'm like, ah, that's a personal foul, roughing the passer. You can't get that type of. But you're close. You're close. I, I don't know. Maybe Hollywood may be looking at you to fill a role in the next Fast and Furious movie. I don't know how his former football players get those. <laughs> the, the best part of the clip is if my brother pointed it out is I, I hit the wall, right? I hit the yep. wall. And as I'm falling to the ground, you see I peek at the ref to see if he's watching. So I'm trying, I try to, like, peek at the ref to see if he's watching. Dead – it was a dead giveaway. It was a dead giveaway. It was It was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I, we had – like, so we had a good laugh over over that. Yeah. Shout out to Blaine out there, <laughs> you know, for pointing that out to us. Yeah. That was awesome. Um <laughs> That's good. Uh, Mason, I gotta, I gotta ask here. Um, just kind of refocusing on the season itself, you know, um, you're coming in. I mean, you're, I, how, how have you been, has it been with interactions with, I guess the uh, QB room uh, coming in here? I know Daniel Smith was on there a week prior. Um, how are you guys working things out there? I know like, obviously when late signings, late returns, people ask, you know, what about the other guy? So I guess that's kind of my question. Um, so how's it working with Daniel at least? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, Daniel, I, I didn't, obviously I, I never known I hadn't known him before this, this whole process and let's just call a spade a spade. It's, it's, that's not easy. That's a, that's a, that's a tough position from his yeah, end. And that was a tough question. I'm just, yeah, I'm just no, curious no. about that and, situation. And wrap know? it up. Credit to, to, to brag on him. He has been the most positive ultimate team guy uh most professional response that i could ever imagine i'm i'm incredibly impressed with with that guy uh and he's just he's just a sponge he's like trying to soak it up he's trying to talk after each series uh he was really excited to to watch uh us play carolina because that way he get his eyes on grady too because you know obviously grady care you know that's 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 a fun fun matchup to watch for sure. And especially watch him to watch Tommy operate. He's seen so many snaps in this league. Tommy knows what to do with the ball instantly. So, uh, I mean, credit to Daniel, you know, he, he's been the absolute man and he's going to be really successful in this league. And he's going to be really successful in arena football as long as he wants to be. Uh, it's just, it's just a start for him. He's going to be a, he's going to be a, he's going to be a special player in this league. I'm happy to hear that. You know, like yeah. I said, again, tough question. Yeah. Um, but it's something like, I mean, a good question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes a ton of sense for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's part of what some people wonder about, but like, you know, like you're saying, he's getting started out. So I think someone like that was a great way of looking at last week's game. You yeah. know, like I said, when you got a guy like Tommy Grady on the op- opposite side, you want to, yeah. you know, getting out of retirement or not, you want to see if you can get. Something yeah. Like How often do you get to see Tommy Grady live, you know, at this point, right. you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, so like it's, been an incredible mentality and attitude from him and do can play. I mean, he's, he's going to be a good one. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to where he goes then. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, May Mason, fi- final thought, final question for me. I'll well, of course let Jim know, let Jim get in one more, one more for sure. Yeah. Um, my, my thing is, like I said, Orlando's coming up. What just, 
your your keys to the game you look at with the Predators. What are you focusing on? Uh, at least your side of the ball. You look at the Preds defense. Who are you? Uh, who are some guys you're watching out for uh, in their secondary or maybe on that front on that front three? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they're a good football team. There's no doubt. I mean, there's no bad football teams this year. Uh, there, there's no secret. That's no secret this year by, by any means. Uh, up front, I mean, and I'm biased here, but Kawan Alfred is a freaking problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's fair. <laughs> I, I know him very well, and I know how important he was for us last year in Columbus. That dude's a problem. He's a, he's a very, very good football player. So, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm biased there because I know him already, but, I mean, it, it, this, the tape speaks for itself, and watching what he did last year speaks for itself. And then my man Jenkins in the middle – for them, he's a stud. I know. I think this is his second year playing arena ball. I think last year he was a rookie. That dude, he's he's going to be one of the greats. Uh, he's really good. He's really good. He has he has really good natural instincts uh, for arena football. Uh, he trusts his eyes. He sees it. He makes he takes risks. He makes plays. So those are the guys that I think uh, we have to control, obviously, and we have to do some stuff to to attack for sure. But at the end of the day, it's about us, right? It's, it's about us. We believe that, you know, wholeheartedly we have the best roster in the league. We believe up front, we have the best, you know, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, Ironman in the league. We think we have the best back end. We think we have the best receivers. Uh, so if, if, if we really true, truly believe that if we play our best game, no one can beat us. Right. So that's what it's about for us. It's doing what we do well, doing it with a ton of confidence and doing it fast, man, doing it fast. I think there was, you know, if you really look at it, the crazy thing is the San Antonio game, we scored 80 points. And the, the Carolina game, in which we, you know, just came up just shy of 50, we we had this – we were stopped offensively this literally the same exact amount of times. The difference was in San Antonio, we had 17 possessions. Carolina, we only had, we only had eight, I think. So it, it's about for us, when we're firing all cylinders offensively, it's us getting in and out of the huddle. It's us finding a rhythm. It's us pushing the football and and, and, and kind of finding that realm. And I think uh, if we're able to do that, we're, we're a tough offense to stop. Nice. Good breakdown. Good breakdown. I mean, Jake, <laughs> Jenkins, I mean, what, what else can we – we've said it enough on our show, so that one's right out of the gate. I mean, I'm not yeah, shocked you're mentioning Quan Alfred. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. Dude, he's, he's, a, he's a beast. He's a, I don't know if you guys have talked to him at all. Kind of. Uh, we did a little bit. About Funny enough, we actually did get a little snippet. Uh, thanks to Lonnie. He was on the Lonnie outlet. Was on the yeah, Lonnie thanks outlet. to Lonnie there. He, I don't know if you guys know his story. Uh, it's unbelievable. I'm not going to ruin it, but he's, that guy has overcome more adversity maybe than anybody I've ever met in my life. So he, he's a special guy. He's worth, you know, at some point talking to him. He's, he's a special dude. Yeah. Well, well, well consider us if we, we already had him on our list. Consider him moving the queue up a little more. There thanks we go. For the, thanks for the nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Get his full exposure this next time here. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. He's the Jim, man. Jim, any, uh, anything else I might be missing here? Uh, missing. Uh, not really. Uh, this is the third time that Mason has been on our show. So he's technically a co-host. Not really. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Got to get a loyalty card. And most likely, there's a chance that he'll be on the show again in a few weeks, um, but in person. So that's a possibility. I mean, yeah, if things go the way they do, that is yeah. that is a possibility. So, if not, I think he's going to go to uh, the establishment in DePaul that you got tweeted about 
that photo of some restaurant. Um, but speaking speaking of that, I meant to ask you about college recruiting stuff. How is that town? It's a small town. Mm-hmm. Full. It, it has history, and you look at the rivalries. Their rival uh, from uh, I forget was it the, not uh, the team the rival not Wabash Wabash Crawfordville Wabash. Yeah. Yeah. Wabash is one of the top rivalries in your level of football. Like the other ones, like Saint Francis, somewhere up in Minnesota. That's mm-hmm. another one of them. Yeah. Saint John's, Saint Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To the fans out there, to the they don't know about they all when they think of rivalries in college, they think of USC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, Florida State, Florida. They don't think about the little rivalries that you guys play in. You haven't been introducing that rivalry yet, but what can you tell what that rivalry means to your school and for part of the state that you, you that you are in? Technically? Yeah, here's what I'll tell you about the Mon- the Monon Bell. So. I've I played in this conference. I coached in this conference at another school. So I'm I even though I haven't been directly involved in a Monon Bell yet, I'm very familiar with it because it's always week 10 of every year. And DePaul and Wabash are always really good. So there's always some kind of conference, you know, championship implications somewhere in there. Uh, here's what I know. We advertise every year uh, between 10 and 12,000 fans for what's for small school is 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 incredible. Uh you know, that's way above the norm. We have to bring in five extra bleachers into our stadiums and create a bowl around the field. And it is absolutely packed out half black and gold, half red. It's alums from all over the place. Uh, it's, it's, it's really special because of the passion. Like people really care about it. Uh, they really care about it. So it's, it's funny. I was, so me and my girlfriend, we were, uh, we were like, we did it like a tubing on the river thing the other day. And I'm just, I'm going by with a paw hat on and some guy yells at me. He's and he's like, you guys aren't winning the bell this year. Turned out <laughs> I was a Wabash grad from like Oh four. Like I've never met this. He was just some guy floating by. And I, I'm at a recruiting event on the North side of Indianapolis the other day in Carmel actually. And uh, I'm, I'm at Best Buy, right? I'm at Best Buy and I'm checking something out and trying to buy something. The guy's checking me out the, like that's doing the, the checkout. I had a DePaul football shirt on and he's like, Oh man, my dad is an alum from 97. I'm coming to the bell game this year. We go every year. I'm so excited. Like, I mean, and the Carmel's like an hour, hour 15 away. Like if you go anywhere, if I go anywhere with my DePaul stuff, I'm within an hour, hour and a half, two hour vicinity of here. All I hear about is the bell game. People mm-hmm. come from everywhere. They pack it in. It's incredibly passionate and, and people care. We play for this big 300 pound bell. Winner take all. Winner gets to display it. Look at the history. It's been stolen like five times by the other school in some capacity throughout the, throughout the time it's been played for. Sounds like a rivalry. Um, it's a, it's oh, yeah. a special, special rivalry, especially for small school. College game day picks it every year. They have a national TV deal with it. It's it's really fun to have something on your schedule uh, that that we can hang our hat on and we can look forward to to be able to play in front of that type of atmosphere and those type of fans. Mm. I, it's it is truly a special game. I this this will be my year. I'm out there. By the yeah. way, if you're, ever, if you're ever up in the north, if you're up in the north side, you know, go a little farther down. It's not in Carmel, but uh, go to Ale Emporium, man. That's a good wing spot. I don't know. If that, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, good rings, plenty of brews over there. Actually, good pizza. That, that's okay. Like, I'm in. Say no more. Stand on. I mean, hey, I live in the city, so I'm just I'm just there giving you what I got. I give you. We went got. to uh, we went to the garage the other day and ate yes. some Brazilian food. We ate some Brazilian yes. food. Yeah, I have heard so many good things. That is one on my list. 
There we I have go. No there. idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, this tape is turned, my friend. Now I get to talk <laughs> there about it is. There my it is. area. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just leave. <laughs> oh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Got to finish it up. And then you know what? <laughs> Got to finish it up. Mason, thanks for tuning in. As always, we're always glad to have you on. A, a bit sooner than we thought we were going to have you. So this is this is a pleasant little surprise, uh, really. And best of luck to you this week against the against the Preds and in the NAL playoffs here coming up in two weeks. Man, thank you guys so much for having me. It's a blast as always. Good seeing you guys. Hopefully uh, we'll put a frown on Jim's face here before long, but uh, let's get it going, man. I appreciate you having me. Well, we'll have that episode maybe soon enough or a complete reverse. One way or another, yeah. Jim will have a response in some fashion. Either I'm celebrating or getting arrested. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, 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 <laughs> I can do solo shows, but let's not let's avoid that. <laughs> there, we there we go. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in as always to our latest edition of Turf Talk. Again, the episode of the Inside the Walls, where we talk to players, personnel, coaches from the game that you watch, the National Arena League. Be sure to follow us along, by the way, at InWalls Pod. Again, that's at InWalls Pod if you want to tune in and keep pace with us and all the doings of things. And actually, Mason, where can they, where can they follow you? Uh, you want to want to promo your social a little bit here again? Heck yeah, dude. We'd love to. Uh, Twitter at Mason Espinosa one Instagram M dot Espinosa 15 or fellas, just follow the Paul football. It'll there get to go. me, right? Follow the Paul football. Let's go. And if any, if we got any high school seniors out there going to be high school seniors, have a GPA around a 3.5 and you can play some football, get at coach Eve, man. Let's get you, let's get you here in black and gold. See Mason, Mason's got it locked down. You got to have not just the talent. You got to have the grades too. So That's two it. parter, That's two it. parter. Bingo. I'm about 15 years past my eligibility. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm about 15 plus pounds past my uh, fitness. <laughs> and also definitely older. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that- I'm too much a fan of a chicken wings and beer. Sorry. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's hard to uh, pass up. <laughs> Until next time, guys, we'll catch you in the late next edition of Turf Talk. Uh, again, we'll see who's on next week here. Uh, and be sure to tune in against again, Pred- the Predators are going to be visiting the Columbus Lions this weekend. So mm-hmm. if you're out in Columbus, Georgia, pack the house, possibly the final home game. Couldn't it's that's their chance for a playoff home game, but you got to win. So pack mm-hmm. that house. You can have a chance to help the Lions get that victory and possibly get one of those two home playoff games going into the semifinals until next time, everybody catch you for our, at least our preview show coming up your final walkthrough. Um, which this week it should be a double up. So if you're tuned in for this, just probably pop over to the next one. Uh, get get your fill onto what this week's gonna be like, and see how we think the uh, Lions and Mason are gonna do. We're not gonna tell them here. We <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but catch that. Until next time, though. Remember one thing, Jim. Gotta do this every show, even if Mason or whoever's on here. All right. I this may offend Mason. Remember one thing. If you're going to be an actor. Don't hire Mason as your director. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all nice and don't be a jack out of the box. There you go. There you go. I was waiting. I was waiting. Mm. Until next time, everybody. Stay tuned. Catch you on the final walkthrough.